0: welcome to ultra modern this is a lifestyle and creative podcast created by crosswalk future of that examines the ways that god is moving and working in today's world to learn more about future of follow us on instagram at futureof.cw hey everybody welcome to the ultra modern podcast ultra modern ultra modern my name is andy Palomares. i'm the youth director here at crosswalk i, I work with junior high high school and college vibe and i thought we would just Start that way, introducing ourselves um, to everybody who is listening. So uh, my name is Andy. Who are you to my right?
1: My name is Isai. Uh, I'm Isaiah. Isaiah, Isai, as some people say. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> people mess that up. It's, <laughs> Isai, Isaiah. I have no nicknames. They're like my boy Isis. They're you like, have no, to learn okay. it. People have <laughs> called me that, to Dude, be honest. Be yeah, it's, it's wild. Uh yeah, my name is Isai, and I'm the worship uh pastor here at Crosswalk. Worship and Creative pastor. I don't know what it what well, my title is but something like that <laughs> Yeah, oh,
2: <man. clears throat> what's up guys my name is joshua estrada uh and i i help out here at crosswalk with, uh, with the different areas some design stuff some foothill stuff and worship nice. well. That's right. it is a vibe
0: cool so welcome and welcome to everybody that is listening right now for the first time on the podcast app on spotify that is a big uh, step up we were doing podcasts for a while on uh, youtube which i don't know if they're technically called podcasts if Podcast. they're not they're like I call a like bod- vlog right i feel Blogcast. like i've coined that Vlogcast. is that a thing that's already probably a thing, that's probably a thing <laughs> look it up
2: where's it you know how joe rogan has hey, the guy who just looks jamie 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 can you <laughs> jamie, can you listen <laughs> he, says a thing. he says it's a thing he says <laughs> no
0: he jamie's talking to me and he says nope, not Jamie says it's, <laughs> not, it's already a thing <laughs> Anyways, oh, this uh, is a bad idea. Huh? <laughs> <Us three. laughs> Welcome to the Ultra Modern Podcast. I'm so glad that you're listening on Spotify, whatever podcast you have. And to those of you looking at us on YouTube, look at us in all our glory. Hello. Uh, so let me begin first by just explaining what the ultra modern podcast is. Yeah. So this is the podcast that is actually under future of. Future of is our college slash young adult ministry here at Crosswalk. And we have been doing podcasts for the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. especially towards the end of quarantine. We started leaning into this. And uh, we decided to actually step fully into it. We're going to try doing this. Hopefully this will happen weekly. Can we make t-shirts? Yeah, Sorry. we can make t-shirts. <laughs> for sure we can make. <laughs> I actually have a couple of drafts on my computer that we can look at. <laughs> Show us. Show not us. right now. Not on <laughs> camera. Jamie, roll it up. Put it Jamie, on Jamie, don't <laughs> do it, Jamie. Um, So, yeah. Uh, so, let me get into like what ultra modern means and then that will probably actually lead into what we're going to talk about is
2: it is it super modern is it's that what it super, super duper modern it's like we call it super modern?
0: modern well you can't say super modern because oh yeah, yeah yeah. i was <laughs> like they're gonna say after modern because post-modern
2: jamie can you zoom in on isai's glasses? this is getting foggy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yo this is my life i'm gonna be honest man i can't even i can't oh. see you but that's okay i don't need to see he you guys. told
0: me that the other day, your head was hurting, and you're, like, making, like, some kind of face at yeah, all moments. You guys want to keep... wanna
1: see my face? This is my face. I'm Don't... making all the time. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> here, he's here. I do that face because my cheeks... Lift up my mask in a way that allows uh, this not to fog up.
2: Why you just get uh, contacts? better contact yeah, just no, get contacts,
1: No, contacts. Bro. I'm scared, man. I don't put stuff in my eye like that, man. <laughs> just straight I don't on? know. Pe- people who put contacts on are psycho. I don't know how you just, like, touch your that eyeball. That is a little scary. <laughs> like, touch your eyeball, dude. No, heck no. <laughs> exactly. How do you do it? How do you do that? That is... You know, I like, never thought about that. I,
2: hey, I'm sorry about... Okay, go back sorry. to... Uh, well, one more to <laughs>
0: affirm the contacts thing. I had a friend in high school who got kicked in the face, with, uh, hit in the face with a soccer ball, and it hit his contact oh. behind his eye, and it was stuck there. He had to go to the hospital, and they had to take it out. So don't, oh. don't, wear, don't wear contacts, Don't wear guys. contacts. <laughs> <You> <laughs> wear glasses. But if
2: you do, that's, it's cool. It's all good. It's also all good. <laughs> ultramodern. Just, anyways. Ultra-modern.
0: <laughs> I have terrible eyesight. Anyways, okay, ultramodern. Here is what it is. Uh, the actual definition on the internet is this, incorporating ideas, styles, or techniques only recently developed or available. Mm. So, uh, of course, we are taking stuff that's already been uh, thought of. We're going to be talking about thoughts from the past, uh, things that we have built upon, especially in our faith. But I think the essence of this podcast is trying to see what what God is doing that is new. We're trying to go in new directions. Mm. And I think especially in light of everything that's happened in 2020, what we have been doing can't be the only thing that we do. Like the, the systems that we've been a part of, uh, the way that we do church, I mean, the way that we look at community yeah. has changed. Right. At one point, we were doing church every Saturday uh, right. in person, filling up the room, and never once did we think about a moment where we wouldn't do that. Right. And through quarantine, it's been an interesting journey to... To figure out how to do community how to sure. do church differently like apart yeah. but together
2: and i feel like we're it's definitely in a learning season right oh, i yeah. wouldn't say if it's figured out i think everyone's trying to like no doubt how are we supposed to do this yeah thing? yeah especially we've, we've done ahead.
1: a lot of things where we we've just learned what not to do man during the season mm-hmm. just can we, you
2: name one like what's a what's a yeah I mean, do you Jamie, mean like Jamie just up. energy spent no, that didn't render i have it? an example
1: like a maybe a big picture thing but yeah just kind of everybody leaning into, into kind of this video production thing, which sounds kind of weird because I've been kind of leading it here at Crosswalk, sure. you know. But, um, but that's been like kind of the direction that that we've taken. Like, and a lot of a lot of organizations, a lot of people have to do that in order to keep going and yeah. lean into media and stuff. But I'm noticing that people are just so overwhelmed. Mm. Like, you work with high school students, right? And they spend – and college students, right? Like a lot of you guys spent all day on Zoom. And right. then only for every other sense of community to also come from a screen, like that's been kind of tough. And so, it's like we've screen, tried that, and and we're seeing like, man, that that might not make a lot of like, sense either.
2: Screen time used to be people's breaks, right? So like in between classes. Right. Yeah. I mean, even if you're working on stuff on your on your laptop, you're like focused in on what's happening in the room. Yeah. And then you'd use it in between to like, oh, I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna catch up on YouTube, or I'm yeah. Gonna, watch some stuff on uh, a streaming service. Right. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, you, you know how uh iPhone sends you an average of like, time? <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, 10 yeah. hours. Yeah, All of a sudden everyone's just like shot. Up <laughs> oh yeah. Dude. yeah. By a ton, I, right? I'm like
0: ashamed to show you how much time I spent on Instagram. So I actually, uh, have you guys seen that documentary about all that, the um, so, social, uh, dilemma? social dilemma. I watched it. That, that changed. I mean, I thought it was a bit exaggerated. Like Me it was too. for sure an, a, a caricature. Like it, it, that doesn't actually happen yeah uh but the the whole uh notifications thing i was like that's so true but not like them trying to get you on the app but th- that i have the desire as soon as i see that pop up on my phone i'm immediately like i gotta check it out Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> i exactly yeah. for those podcast listeners josh just did that
1: <laughs> i'm, just, I'm starting to see that like this this over of of maybe media and production and mm. like everything being online yeah like it's it's it seems kind of unhealthy but also it's turning people off and i remember like like for so long an older generation telling us get off your phones right get Dude. off your who would have thunk right that the way to get Everybody like to not want to be on their phones or not want to be, you know, on TV. <laughs> it's yeah, just, just over yeah, yeah oversaturated. Everything, everything, <laughs> everything is gonna be here, everything's gonna be online. And and I feel that people are kind of turning away. And I'm not just talking about like like um like being on social media, right? But I, I even feel like a phone call is more effective mm. in like connection and building community
2: than like FaceTime. Then no, no FaceTime is oh. well.
1: Actually, maybe I don't know, man. <laughs> it's but, like a break, kind huh? of like oh, finally. Yeah, it's something different. <laughs> like we have to rethink it that way because it's not fully possible for us to meet. But, but it's been definitely ne- a new season. Yeah, and I think one
0: of the things you even told me one time was that, uh, like obviously working in a church, we look at what other churches doing, yeah. and it, it's super awesome. But at the same time, sometimes like as someone producing the content, yeah. I don't always look at the thing that I make at the end <laughs> and I yep. can imagine how someone is 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 just overwhelmed by all of these worship services all of these yeah whatever and it's almost like they don't want to do it anymore you know and sure. I think part of that especially with this what we want to lean into with ultra modern is like what does that new look like then in this space right. of like Everything right now is online, which is a, an amazing way to get connected Including to Including this. Yeah, right? this. Like, this yeah. is online. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be online. <laughs> but what do we do to to, do, to not be overwhelmed by that? Or like what new directions do we need to go? Maybe it is more leaning into social media it. and internet. What is it?
2: Pop-up books.
1: Pop-up books. Bring them back. Bring them We're back. bringing them back.
3: <laughs>
0: oh, oh, literally
1: like the, like the kids' books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love those. Those <laughs> Dude, are the only right. books I read. Do a
2: sermon you know, in pop-up book so. form?
0: That'd be amazing. Do the
2: the guides in pop-up. Papa... Anyways, carry on. <laughs> Anyways.
0: <laughs> so this whole podcast will revolve around this idea of going yeah. in new directions, uh, um, leaning into whatever God may be doing differently now. And I think one of the things that we really, really want to make a point is that in this podcast today and then in the future, whenever we do it, uh, we are not saying this is the truth or this is the what you need to think this is the way exactly more than anything what we're doing is trying to provide the tools for people on how to think on how to think critically um because i think more and more as i've progressed i've realized what i've learned in the past while it's necessary sometimes Mm -hmm. it doesn't carry me into the future and what we want to do is try to figure out what those things are and just equip ourselves to figure out uh, what it is that we need to go forward, and what it is that we don't. Yeah.
2: need. Can you yeah. share? Can you share the definition again? Yeah. The ultramodern. It's
0: incorporating ideas, styles, or techniques only recently developed or available.
2: But so I think the the key to it is, or it implies, awareness of the new, right? Or being mm-hmm. able to track, a new opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I think that the keyword on there is incorporating. The new thing, right, or doing mm-hmm. something with that new information, right? And I feel like there's de- there there's a lot of room for trial and error, right? Of us figuring out, like, oh, maybe we can try this throughout the next couple of services, yeah, yeah. and then talk about it here, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, like we tried doing this thing, like, did right. not work. Did straight <laughs> up, did
0: not work. That, yeah. That's a really good view into the the process. I think sometimes, especially because in church uh or on social media things can look very structured and like people have it together but i feel like on this podcast we just gotta be r- really real right. in that we are trying to incorporate the new and sure you're gonna see the process of it and sometimes it'll work yeah. sometimes it's not gonna work yeah
1: i literally just this past week you know had a conversation with with a chattanooga crew um mm-hmm. and talking shout out about chattanooga. Ch- shout out chattanooga talking about like the new style of of shooting our services because we're trying to shoot everything live. Like handheld? Handheld, everything live. Like and, like not do like post edit because that's what we want to stream eventually, yeah. right? Um, and I told him, hey man, guys, it might get worse before it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. what I've appreciated about by, by a lot of people and I think what we need more of is just grace towards people who are trying yeah. to rethink things. yeah, um, Because uh, cause we're going to mess up a lot yeah (laughs) or we're gonna
0: try new things and realize like that just wasn't it yeah
2: i realized the this this is a technical question maybe for you uh so when we were doing crosswalk 17 yeah we did some of the handhelds right Mm -hmm. and i felt like some of them shot in real time and then some of them were like super (laughs) like pixelated Uh, what what causes that or like what did you guys figure out yeah. Like, why was that happening? Was it just a certain camera? Was it, like, Wi-Fi? So, what
1: happens like, is we have these these four kind of receivers. They're called the Teradek bolts. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't they, even repeat it. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't. Uh, but what they do is essentially send signal from the camera to our board in the back where uh, our video director is switching. But, at, like, really high switching. quality, right? Really high quality. So, Nico back there is, like, switching live from camera to camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyways, turns out we bought... One, two, too many, right? So we're, we had four. Only three really work well uh-huh. together, or else they start interfering and take up the whole spectrum of connection bandwidth there. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so we're going to have to just do it with three. We're going to do it with three and then wire one in. Yeah, so we're learning, guys. Oh, we're, yeah, trying we're, all to, learning. we're trying to yeah, yeah. figure it out. You know.
0: Yeah, so. we all totally understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all our listeners for sure know what we're talking about. <laughs> they care about, about. that. Right. Pterodactyls and
2: But I'm saying, I was trying to put uh, pterodactyl. Yeah, say that was, without. That's uh, it. I was trying words. to throw in like like that would be the the ultra modern approach in practice, right? It's right. It's like you. So you adjust to the new thing by figuring mm-hmm. out how to do these like handheld cameras. Yeah. Um. And then you f- you find out. This information of like one of these pieces isn't working, yeah. And so you go into problem solving, mm-hmm, like yeah. we still want a fourth camera shot, and so how do you do it, right? And then it's like could, uh, hardwired, wiring, yeah. Do which creates limitations for that camera person, that's right? right? All so those things. you have to pick. Like, there's one thing that this person can do because they have a, anyways. Yeah, no, yeah, love that's great. it. No, and I feel like Fantastic. we could
0: build upon that idea, because um, one, I. Re- it, it, when quarantine started, I didn't know what to do. Uh, we started filming stuff and started putting it on our YouTube page for the walk, the high school. Mm-hmm. And I would come in here Friday night to to record my sermon. I remember one night uh, I had set it up all by myself and whatnot and I showed it to Isai and he was like, hey man, he, Isai, you're so kind. Bro. You're, like, <laughs> you're so kind. And you're like, dude, no Wow. Uh, let me uh, let me help you. Like, are you just like, uh, hey man, you're really screwing this up. Let me <laughs> exactly. Let me let me help you. That's here. what you really meant, and and it was just a lot of trial and error, finally to get it to a place where it looked good and yeah. where it actually. And I feel like we could, like, let's just take it a step further. What does that look like for our life right now? Like,
2: yeah. Well, I want to before we go. That I want to complain about you. Saw you one time. Do it. Go ahead, man. One th- it <laughs> let it out. Dude. One time. This <laughs> is the space. This, this is, is, is it. We're in front of everyone. No, but it, this <laughs> is stuff to like it. It. It, it's the trial and error of stuff remember yeah. that sermon i recorded and i was like hey it's recording right you're like yeah yeah for <laughs> yeah. sure oh. i do this i did this and whole it wasn't sermon recording and it wasn't recorded that's right and i left
1: i was like hey man good luck yeah <laughs> and i
2: had to redo it again the but it was thing. what was tough is like the headspace of i have to redo it it's
0: the whole thing right you have to get back into that headspace. Yeah. I yeah. have another story to continue this thought. Oh Ooh, my is God. Is it about awesome. Isai or about? It is, but the thing <laughs> I'm is, ready for her, bro. I love oh, you, Because I got another one after you. Like, <laughs> you first of all, for those of you who don't know, I interned under Isai yes. uh, in the summer of 2018. <laughs> it was supposed to just be for the summer. He asked me to stay on, and it actually blossomed into an awesome friendship. So, we're saying That's all this dude. with love. I love you, bro. I, I am you, bro. who I am because of you. Oh, oh my, Sorry. we're going
2: to have to restart the whole podcast. Sorry. Let's start again. Over.
0: <laughs> do the intro. Go. Hey guys. Uh, so what happened this one time actually, uh, oh yeah. I, I had to film a sermon on Friday night and it was my fault because I totally waited last minute to do it. Uh-huh. Uh, like it was coming out Saturday and I still had to film it, put the whole service together, all that. And, uh, I, you came to Crosswalk to help me to set, set up, up the camera so I'm that asked. it would look nice and whatnot. It's right. probably like uh, four or something. And uh, I record my sermon because you set it up for me and whatnot. I go do Vespers. After Vespers, I'm like heading home with the, the, the camera to edit this thing. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to knock it out. It's probably like 10 p.m. at this time. I get on the computer, and I just could not find the film file because like, <laughs> what I, I know what it looks like. I couldn't find it on the file. Turns out we recorded in a different format and what I actually had to do was download a A different software software to figure out how to transfer it into a actually manageable and editable format. And I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. It was me and Nico. Shout out Nico. You are amazing. I love you. I love you. The best best guy. We were up literally all night, dude, on and off to like five or six in the morning trying to get this thing figured out. And that's not your fault. I'm just saying that.
1: Sounds like it's your fault, bro. <laughs> it was my fault. <laughs> I just It was my bro. fault. But. No, I, 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 feel you. What a lot of people don't know um, is that I didn't know anything about cameras or video editing <laughs> before quarantine. Like that's before. You're like,
2: like, you're like Iron Man when he doesn't know anything about time travel. That was not my like. Thing. Like, <laughs> when did you figure this out? Like last anything. night.
1: No, I, I didn't know anything, and <sighs> this season really has forced all of us to, to think outside of of kind of our realm of expertise like it just forces you to to do that and um another example is like questions about public health sure like that has mm-hmm. been a huge part of of my job right which is not something that we have never ever had, <laughs> I had right that. like you I never really think like, you like, oh, have no. to think about that but when you're leading uh communities of this size like when we we decided the redlands campus to to meet again like i i would say 80 percent of our conversation was was not about like worship or the service it was it was about public health right which was so important for us and i'm so grateful for the team who spent so much time like creating safety protocol and and policies and stuff um but you think going into jobs like these like yeah you're n- i'm never gonna have to worry about that or think about right. this or whatever but in moments of maybe like crisis or whatever you have to have this kind of level of this idea that you you have to adapt yeah for you sure. know what i mean you mm-hmm. have to adapt when when everything hit like you guys remember the first Week where everything like shut down and everybody's like going to the stores or whatever. Yeah,
2: I remember went to like CVS. Oh no, we went. Remember we went to State Brothers, and, and it was there's a big like, sign that says like you can only get one loaf of bread. Yeah, one bread loaf. That's crazy. <laughs> like, that what? Crazy. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah, <laughs> I don't I, know I, What if I wanted
1: two of them? I don't know if you guys remember like the first like shopping that you guys did in that week, mm-hmm. like the, when Hazel and I, my wife, Hazel, when we went out shopping, we came back, we had a bunch of random stuff, right? Like yeah. just a bunch of random stuff that we never would have to buy. We're just <laughs> thinking like, huh, what's gonna last us just in case like there's no food, right? Things. So yeah, just like Doritos. a bunch of canned stuff that we never <laughs> eat. And I remember Walmart, we had to just stay stay in line for like one little roll of paper, oh, you know? And that night we had a conversation Uh, Because everybody was freaking out, right? Mm. Everybody was was losing it. And Hazel and I had a conversation of, like, the people who are going to get through kind of whatever comes are people who are able to adapt. Mm. You know what I mean? If you're able to, like, adjust to what's happening. If you have a mentality that, like, oh, my gosh, my diet consists of, you know, 2% milk and eggs. And we don't have that. Oh, everything is going to go down the drain. Like yeah, I can't like, even function. If you have that mentality going into moments of chaos, like you're going to be stuck mm-hmm. a lot. But if you have a mentality of like, okay, I need to be willing to adjust. I'm a human being who's able to, to live outside of what my daily routine right. is and, and, and change whether it comes to your job or the food that you buy or your daily routine mm-hmm. or whatever. You just have to have this ability to to um pivot right yeah
0: pivot yeah. pivot this pivot. <laughs> jamie pull up the, the clip, <laughs> up the clip. <laughs> no yeah that's so true i i mean for me actually the transition into quarantine wasn't so hard because introvert to my core like mm. I, like be home you're telling me i have to be home like that's my okay i gotta do that for sure but I also know people where that was just the bit, like adapting to that was so difficult Smart, yeah. because you go from this this um this mindset Freedom, of like, right? yeah your thing. Like I'm gonna go hang out with my friends, I'm gonna get coffee and then go to the bookstore and whatever it is you have your routines, the things you have right. to do, and then we went from that all of a sudden to like you have to stay home and right. you, you know, if you're gonna go out, you have to wear a mask oh if if you want food, you have to wait in line like it's the biggest adjustment, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm realizing that that was actually. Uh, one of, like a lot of people didn't adjust well. Like mm-hmm. it, it was just so odd to to have to figure out how to do that. Um, yeah. And especially considering the year that we're in, uh, I, I mean, at this point right now, uh, a president has not yet been decided. Right. We don't know who our could president be, it is.
1: Could, it could be happening right now. We just, yeah. It could be. Things yeah. are just changing all the time. We
0: will uh, But hopefully, by the time you hear this, you will know. But we we don't know, and yeah. I feel like that's another thing. That right. we've been experienced, like how do you adjust to um, political things going on? How do you adjust to uh, things like protests and stuff like that while being quarantined in your house? Right. And uh, I think you actually had something that you wanted to talk about, considering all I that.
1: I think, uh, uh, yeah, I have a couple of thoughts.
0: Can I can I share something before you go into? Sure, it? go ahead. I
2: just want to give like a a, a a what will make this unique to people who who are listening from Crosswalk is that, is that we're, we are one church in no. very different um, locations and settings, right? And so part of our, part of our experience comes from uh, being in Redlands, being in the Inland Empire, being in Southern California, uh, being close to LA and just kind of like how, how stuff happens or how mm-hmm. stuff is localized in California, right? right? And then I, I, we recognize that it might look different in our Portland location, right? Or it might look different for Chattanooga and how they're experiencing all of this. But there's still like, there's an experience in uh, the global pandemic and in the elections and in all these conversations on politics that connects us as a church, right? And so it's important to to lean in and to think about it. Or what I would say is we have an opportunity to think about all these things as actually being, a global church right mm-hmm. right so that so that That's we, i don't have to think about this as just being part of crosswalk redlands right but mm-hmm. i can think about this as being uh, part of our foothills location or how yeah. does this affect portland how does this affect chattanooga clinton right and our different locations i think mm-hmm. is an important insight for all of us who are part of yeah. crosswalk
1: i think and to add on to that like we have to acknowledge the the diversity in our communities Mm -hmm. um you know as it stands now or actually however this election ends what is undeniable is that it was close Mm -hmm. right for sure like it was really close like it, it felt like it could have gone either way which tells you how truly divided like our 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 yeah. nation is right how- i was
2: gonna say that because even if the even if it's even if the numbers don't wouldn't show a complete like 50 50 mm-hmm. our, our experience close. yeah our experience with people is showing that everyone can be passionate about their own ideas mm-hmm. right and so even if it's not just like a 50 50 vote it's like yeah. Well the main thing is people are passionate about what they believe in. Yeah. Right? And so if you're going to go interact with one person about a subject, like you're going to bring your your deep rooted belief yeah. into that conversation and so is the other person. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah, I'm I think just just seeing that and acknowledging, you know, how kind of sp- split we are forces us to think about the the type of interactions and conversations that we have with people a lot differently you know what i mean like you can't you can't just dismiss somebody Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you can't just like like okay you you think differently we're talking about like like 50 essentially 50 50 Yeah. yeah like a 50 50 split so for me as i was looking at that it forced me to think like I need I need to be able to really truly empathize, and and have good conversations and, and be loving and gracious yeah. to to somebody who's at the complete opposite space, where before maybe you thought oh I can like kind of find my niche of people like I don't have to interact, right. you know what I mean sure. like yeah. uh, I know I know what I believe or whatever and I've I've seen that and I'm just gonna stick to my people but the reality is. Like we're going to interact with people who think so drastically different than us, and it's going to force us. It's forcing us right now uh, to empathize in a different way.
0: I think that not only will we have to interact with people, um, but what I've seen, like on Twitter. And mind you, I'm off Twitter now because Twitter has become like a war zone. Kind of wild. Yeah, like nobody. There are no rules on Twitter, Um, and it was was not good for my mental health. But it's not only that you will inevitably interact with somebody with opposing views. I've seen a lot of people seek out the people with opposing views, mm. not for the sake of conversation, but for the sake of telling them why they're wrong. Sure. And I mean, it's interesting to sure. think about, um, especially in light of what you're saying, that that general respect that you should have when you have a conversation with somebody, because it will inevitably happen when you yep. have opposing views. Uh, I think what what we want to do here today is kind of talk about how you have those conversations and not who is necessarily right because what you're saying is so true it would it would actually be dishonoring to a person to to is the word concede and not give your opinion um in a conversation like for growth and for the sake of our country for the sake of of goodness I think that giving your point of view is actually necessary but how do you do that you know because I mean we we, we talked it is, about it before it is a
2: form of respect right so mm-hmm. to listen to your idea and then to assume mm-hmm. this person in the same way that they can share their idea they're capable of listening to my idea right, right. and mm-hmm. so i should share what i think mm-hmm. so it's a share, having a discussion or sharing um, your unique perspective to something is actually a, a way of assuming yeah, uh, respect towards a person, right? Yeah. Or, that they, or that they can, they have the ability mm-hmm. to listen to like yeah. what you're going to say. That's like that, uh,
0: sorry, I'm going to bring Naruto into this. Oh, dude. We uh, hey, you do don't watch Naruto. Though. I'm out. Hey, come
2: <laughs> on, bro. Naruto changed my life. It's an it's, anime about ninja. It's amazing. It
0: is. You Jesus do. spoke to me through Naruto. I'm ready. Essentially, uh, you told me this one time, people have already seen it. I haven't actually finished it, but it's been so long that I'm going to maybe really... Uh, what's it called? Give out some spoilers. Anyways, there comes a point in the show where the Are great
1: you following me,
2: I no, see you zoning on? out, bro. Don't listen. do
1: that. I'm just gonna make sure the camera's recording. Uh, no, look at, <laughs> look at, look at, look at. <laughs> okay, I'm ready, bro.
0: Um, anyways, there's a portion of the story where where Naruto is faced with the decision: does he continue the violence, the cycle of war that has been going on for mm-hmm. so long, yeah. or does he choose to break that cycle? And really, and
2: he's like. He's he's the guy with like the most amount of power right now. Mm-hmm. Got it. Right. He
0: there's this scene. Um, uh, there's so there's this thing called Hokage Raikage like all these oh things. Anyways anyways, like, anyways, 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 anyways. Leader <laughs> um, of the village. <laughs> they're leaders, okay. And this certain leader is looking for Naruto's friend to kill him and whatnot, it's crazy stuff. Um, and essentially, Naruto is willing to put himself between them. And at a point, he's just getting pummeled, right? Like just wrecked but he refuses to fight back because he realizes that at some point if we want to see real change somebody has to be the first one to do it hmm. and 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 you could either continue the cycle of violence or you could choose to break it i think i mentioned in two stories there from the story arc yeah, but yeah. the same same idea is true uh and, and the thing is when you when you encounter somebody with maybe different opinions in you or from a different um train of thought what you're saying is so true because if you come at them with, well, I'm, I'm about to just prove them why they're wrong and you act like actually like, interrupt and you actually um, act out in anger rather than, than, than maybe, I don't know what the good thing would be like sure. goodness. Yeah, then you're actually grace. just perpetuating the cycle of, of, of anger, of violence. And yeah. I think something especially that fits into our model here at Crosswalk is to love well means that you, that you're probably going to listen. And you're, right. you're going to choose to hear a person out. It doesn't mean you agree with them. Sure. Yeah. But it means that you're going to allow them the space to, to talk. And it doesn't mean that you have to, at the end, be like, you know, we're on the same page. Right. Because nobody's ever
1: on the same page. I'm not on the same page with myself. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's good. I feel that, dude. <laughs> I think a, a win out of these conversations is is to start and end with a deep recognition that the other is truly made in the image of god mm. you know yeah. um, if you can come out of those conversations still acknowledging the like the divine in the other person mm-hmm. yeah I've, i feel like that's a that's a really really big win yeah um, and and every single person out there is somebody who God is trying to reach out to right. and God is trying to m- is is moving in their lives. You gave um an example of Naruto. I'll give you an example from the Bible. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh but <laughs> okay. I will actually. Um so Jesus heals uh the centurion's daughter. Mm-hmm. you guys remember that story. Mm-hmm. Like a centurion like a Roman soldier comes to Jesus and and wants his his daughter sick and asks for healing and uh jesus heals them and says i haven't seen this much faith um oh somebody's Are calling you in that me phone call right now oh my goodness i, I haven't it. seen this much faith in in israel right yeah. which was like such a big diss for people Wait, who say, say,
0: say that one more time because i feel like the thought kind of got broken oh
1: yeah up. yeah so jesus um on the centurion centurion asked for his daughter to be healed mm-hmm. and uh jesus heals heals her i'm summarizing here and says something like i haven't seen this much faith even even in israel which is the greatest diss to the people to the people of israel like people who are a lot of people who are following him or whatever
2: they're like what
1: (laughs) yeah and it's it's like a because the centurion would
2: have been the oppressor he was the oppressor yeah
1: and yeah in that story like jesus it says that like okay people vouch for him like this particular centurion was a good guy yeah you know but still at the end of the day he represented everything that was that was oppressing the Jews, right. you know, the, the, uh, Israel. like, And that's tough. And I try to put myself in the shoes of, of the Jews who are listening to this. I'm like, Jesus, what the heck, yeah. you know? And for me, it would be whoever the opposite or whoever the opposite side is for you, like the, the complete like other side. Mm-hmm. Imagine them going to Jesus and Jesus provides healing and comfort to them. Sheesh, bro. That's how difficult and and th- the Roman Empire was truly oppressive, like truly, truly violent. Wow. To these people, dude. And 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 Jesus heals them. Um, how do you and more more of a story about the centurion? That's a story about the Jews and how they processed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that, to be clear, does not mean like you're not angered at the oppression that doesn't mean that you don't call that out Mm -hmm. that you don't stop fighting against oppression like to be clear that does not mean that i think you can you can have grace almost see the divine presence in others yeah while still at the same time being critical of the systems that they represent you know
2: and it's what i think is interesting and this there might be room for Further, further discussion on this, mm-hmm. but Jesus gives a very unique way of dealing with Roman centurions, right? Like, he, like, specifies a couple of actions mm. with them. Uh, one of them is that, like, the Roman army had the policy to, like, I need you to carry this for me right. for a mile, Mm-hmm. Right, and it was like a no questions asked. You just had to do it. It was part of like your civic duty, right? And so Jesus says one way to undo the power of that is when that mile is done, tell them that you'll do another mile.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right, and then in in that vein of stories, he says things like if somebody asks for your cloak give them like the rest of your stuff right Mm -hmm. or if somebody uh enacts physical violence Mm -hmm. to give them the other cheek right and so these are for me these are very like difficult um images to kind of sort through yeah Yeah. but it's but it it, but if you think about it isn't that what jesus did right throughout his whole lifetime yeah right? Isn't that the actual thing that he demonstrated for us, right? And so it seems like whenever there is adversity, Jesus chooses this, this path, right? Jesus chooses this way of being. And, and I'm feeling like part of the conversation that's been happening is assumes some level of, of like, clashing of ideas Mm -hmm. we've even talked about like the possibility of civil war (laughs) or of like people just getting in these crazy arguments and and what i'm thinking about is like look at how we're already painting the picture of this thing and of how how the election is going to play out
1: you know people told us like people told us go to costco yeah like fill up your car with gas and maybe five days ago when people started having that language yeah both of us talked talked amongst ourselves. Like, are we missing something here? Yeah. Like, should we be freaking what, out? What's and, happening? And just that conversation mm. made me freak out. Like, I yeah. got a bunch of beans. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> my dad went to Costco. He got toilet paper. Yeah, that's that's so. And so that's just, just based mind. on on the conversations that we're having. Yeah. But that's
2: what I'm saying. Like, it, I and I wonder if the challenge of of the way of Jesus makes us be wise. Sure. Right but then asks us to do something different, something that's like Mm -hmm. this opposite or third option, right? Because right now we're looking at the narrative is like, people are going to argue, people are going to fight. And the narrative is there's this side and there's this side. Mm -hmm. And, and in the situations that Jesus finds himself, it, it, it always looks like there's a side A and a side B. Right. And then Jesus does purple. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right? He does triangle. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. just this totally different thing, but that actually ends up affecting the view that side A has on side B. Right. 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 And so I'm wondering if the ask of the church right now is not to further identify with one's personal views. Hmm. But if there's an ask of like this, this thing that the church should do that kind of steps outside of that. Yeah. Right. And, and makes people see themselves differently. Yeah. Right. Uh, And I'll give an example. Like there's an example of uh, the people during Jesus time, see themselves as you're either clean or unclean. Right. And then he does this, he does these actions that makes you force yourself outside of that situation and redefine Absolutely. what that means, right? And I feel like that's the ask of the church right now is like, okay, mm-hmm. but if you had to step outside of this situation and, and redefine humanity yeah. and like what we're about, would that change how you view somebody else? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I hear you, ma'am. I think... I think you're absolutely right. If I can have a moment of honesty, sure. Like I've been looking at what that third third away is and it's tough. Like it's tough to find
2: cuz that's to subvert the the current things that are happening, right?
1: Yeah, it's tough to to even imagine, but also when I get hints of it, like things like like um the how radical Jesus was truly calling us to to love each other and love one another even when we're being oppressed. Like I, like my first reaction is like, no, nah, I don't vibe with that. You know what I mean? Because nah, I'm good. <laughs> because during this season, there's been things that I've been so personally frustrated and angered about, sure. and have felt like, okay, Jesus, Jesus, it feels like Jesus is. is is siding with the oppressed here. And I, and I, and I and I've really align my heart to that, you know? And at the same time, like I see Jesus doing so, such drastic things, even to the point of like being on the cross and, and showing grace to people who are literally killing him. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, yeah, we, we can, t- we can definitely talk about this third way. It's, a lot easier said than done like and it's something i'm personally if i'm being honest like i'm personally walking through as as we speak of of what does what does grace look like in this area where i feel so passionate about this certain idea that as believers you might feel like your particular idea models the kingdom of god Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah like you might actually think that which i think that i know a lot of people on on another side, think the same way, right? Yeah. Like, to certain, I'm doing this because of maybe religious reasons or whatever. My belief yeah. in, in God is calling me to do this. And and then the third way comes of, you know, Jesus being on the cross. Like, the ultimate sign of, of hate and disrespect, or whatever, and still showing grace. Yeah. That's tough. From yeah. there, right? That's, it's tough. If we really acknowledge how radical... That that is, it's tough, man. Yeah, I. <laughs> y- y- this is
0: such a great conversation, y'all. Like, I'm I'm feeling inspired, and I'm gonna try putting it into words because I think the key, well, for me, what the key is right now to understanding what you're saying. Um, well, let me let me tell you my dilemma when I hear something like this, right? Because you read a story like um, the centurion, the centurion's daughter, like the healing, and Jesus heals him. Says, heals the daughter, you there's no faith like this in Israel, right? My immediate instinct is like to put myself in the space of Jesus and say, okay, I need to do this. Mm. Or I see uh, Jesus is in the garden of Gethsemane, just prayed prayer, sweat blood. He leaves, he gets arrested. Peter takes out a knife, cuts off the guy's ear. Jesus picks it up, puts it on. I immediately, I put myself in the perspective of Jesus. Mm. And what that's done in my life is it actually stresses me out because then I'm in the space of like, I meet somebody I disagree with or I see something I disagree with and immediately I'm like, all right, I'm like, all right, I got to do what Jesus would do. And, and I got to act the way that Jesus would act. And I'm like trying to figure out the third wave mm-hmm. when in reality, what I'm getting from like this conversation is almost the place that we need to be is the witness to Jesus mm-hmm. doing that act. So what I mean is, uh, Jesus doing that in front of me, like, Jesus healing someone in front of me, Mm -hmm. or in front of Peter, probably was more powerful than Peter, like, sitting in that moment, thinking, actually, I'm not going to do that, you know, like, Mm. and what I mean is, is this, one time, uh, I went, I was, uh, I was at Kimchi Changa. Have you guys had Kimchi Changa? That's a good, yeah, job. That's great. Great. That's a good place. Shout can you, out can you
2: say a little bit about what it is as a restaurant?
0: Oh, yeah. It's a Korean-Mexican fusion. It's a good yeah. place. It's an amazing restaurant. Get the California burrito. Delicious. There's uh, one time I almost got in a fight there. Crazy story. I'm not going to say all of it. It, <laughs> it, it was a... Uh, Did you
2: say I almost got in a fight? I then? almost got in a fight, dude. This guy wanted to fight. <laughs> I've heard the story. Uh, sh-
0: yeah. But I was with Abe and Michael. Oh and like goodness. this guy wasn't going to... I mean, I'm not... I was like, bro, nobody's trying to fight. You weren't picking a fight. I was oh, just gotcha. there. like He was just like, no, no, no. like, how did this happen? <laughs> <Yeah. That's laughs> that was, I wasn't picking a fight. I was trying to fight me. Okay, yeah. Specifically. <laughs> and then, anyways, I don't, we didn't fight. But it, the story ends... Um, like I said, I'm not going to tell the whole story. The story ends with me walking these two kids back to the motel that they're staying at. They're from another state, these two kids. They're in town because their mom is getting a surgery. And they're staying there at this motel and they were at this restaurant and they didn't have enough money to pay for food so we ended up paying and getting their family food they had like three or more three or four brothers sisters at uh at the motel and i'm walking them back to the motel uh, it was me and abraham me and Aver were walking down there and uh it, this is like uh downtown riverside it's a little sketchy like you, you see a lot of crazy things going on there every now and then and like we're walking this area and we're about to pass a bunch of people that 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 are displaced, and it seems like they're openly like using drugs and whatnot. And I'm here with two kids, is me and Abe. And immediately, I feel me and Abe like had this unspoken thing of like we're going into protective mode. Like I, my goal right now is to protect these kids from whatever may happen. And we're walking, and um, this lady uh, or the the kid that was there, like he sees these people sitting there is this lady and he reaches in his bag and he pulls out two dollars which is like he couldn't afford the food so we bought it for him so this is like all the money he had and he gives it to this lady and Mm -hmm. and you know she says thank you and and when we walked away I was my first instinct was like what I wanted to communicate to them was like hey you gotta watch out with strangers you just just don't talk to strangers especially in an area like this and and uh, but what i said I was like oh do you know that lady because it like they said thank you and whatnot and he goes yeah yeah. the other night me and my, my family needed money and she gave us money and hmm. it was the biggest like shift for me because here i am judging and assuming mm-hmm. these things but being a witness to that situation is actually what changed me yeah. and I, I realized like i probably would not have experienced it experienced that shift had I not witnessed what I did through this kid. And I think right now, like maybe, maybe one of the keys in this conversation um, is not to say who's right or who's wrong because we all have differing opinions, but actually to think about that person you disagree with. What would it look like for Jesus to show grace to that person? To Jesus say, there's no faith like this in hmm. blank. I mean, that's the biggest shift for me. And, that, yeah. and and it's difficult because there are things that I don't agree with. There are perspectives that I think are wrong. But at the same time, how does, how does Jesus call us to love well in, an, yeah. experience, in sure. an experience like that or in a situation like that? And
2: my, my life is often motivated by I, I want to be affirmed by Jesus, right? Or I want to receive an affirmation by Jesus. Mm-hmm. But in this story, it's about how do you do when Jesus affirms other people yeah, that right. you have uh, disagreements with, right? Or you have biases towards, like, right. how do you respond yeah. to the the blessing that Jesus gives to people he calls his children mm. to, yeah. right? Are you able to see, well, the reason why that person is being blessed is because they, too, are a child of right. God, right? Or do you go straight into that blessing that they're getting was supposed to be mine, mm. right? Is the that
1: particle prod- kind of- son kind of kind of older yes. brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. What what makes I think these conversations so important, but also so difficult, is that each side views the other side as as being a threat to their existence right right and and every every opposing argument is some people would say is an existential crisis you know like a crisis of, of existence for them Yeah, mm-hmm. which is why it feels like the stakes are so high And and I want to acknowledge that mm-hmm. you know like and it's important for us to to continue to stay engaged and 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 this doesn't mean that we're just like these naive people not calling out what what yeah, God sure. is is calling us to call out, right? But I I think about Jesus in the literal worst crisis of existence of of dying is able to 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 show so much love and so much grace and ask God to for forgiveness for these and and advocates. Right. For the people he advocates for the people who are killing him. Yeah. And so so I understand that we're all kind of seeing another side as a threat to almost our existence, right? Or at least our way of seeing the world and a way we believe a healthy world will look like, you know, but um we just got to figure out what how to show that grace and how to still advocate yeah. for others. Yeah, and in I, that
0: I think for sure, um, the, the, whoever's listening, um, it's probably immediately you're thinking, how can you justify this? Mm -hmm. But I think the hope right now and what we need to, uh, what I want to just label right now is like, we're not talking to a specific side right now. Mm -hmm. We're talking to everybody. Sure. And the Mm -hmm. call isn't for the left only or for the right only. What we are doing is calling all of us to this higher standard of not, looking at the other pe- person just as your enemy. Like right. it, 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 because as soon well, as I to look that, at them as more than that. Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And bro, what I would
2: add is like, this is though. This is like a concern that most places in the world have specifically this, I, these ideas come from being American, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Of like, there's two options right. of how to identify with stuff. But then if you go to like, so I've been to like, I've been to uh, East Africa, right? The perspective isn't, are you Democrat or are you Republican? Like those, those two ideas don't exist there in Mm -hmm. that way, right? And and I'm not saying they don't have politics, but that, that politics is informed by the local place that you live in, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why it looks different in California than the way it looks in some of our other campuses. But to think also, and politics look really different across the globe, right? Right? Which is why I, I, I think the ask of Jesus is to never identify loudest yeah. hmm. with your local politic, right? Yeah. But he's saying the loudest thing about you should be that your citizenship is in heaven, right? And that's the okay. text, like the passage is about you're a citizen of heaven hmm. and you seek to inform the rest of the world not just one political party right mm-hmm. so you're it's not how do you be a citizen of heaven inside of one of these but rather how does a citizen of heaven treat
1: yeah all yeah. of
2: these other expressions right
1: And just maybe a phrase to to summarize like you know, a lot of what you've been saying and what we're getting at is like the work of Jesus is shatters, it shatters false, the false binary. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? um, Can you you share more about? Yeah. So, so you're saying that like, um, you know, you go to a lot of these different places and, and the binary doesn't exist. And the reality is the systems that we're a part of truly affect the way we think. And, here in this country we have the bi- the ultimate binary like blue and red right you turn right. on the tv right now and you see numbers like literally there's two teams yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and so what that does it affects the way that we that we see the world as either this or or that right and it forces us to it makes us almost like treat treat people Almost put,
2: put as being blue or red, right? Yeah, as being
1: as like, oh, you're you're blue, you're red. Like sometimes even like when we meet people, we're trying to like
2: classify what blue, are they right or spectrum red or
1: Where the reality is like we're a lot more uh dynamic of beings than that, right? Yeah. We're a lot more diverse than that. Um and so you see God entering into into this this um you know atmosphere here where you have the uh, the jews right who still hold on to this hold on to this thing and you have the roman empire um and and those two ideas are constantly clashing i'm sure there was a lot more right but uh, when i see scripture those two main ideas kind of pop up and then jesus comes in and the the jews are straight up like well maybe oh, the Romans yeah stuff. they're yeah. like it's time for insurrection right. superman is <laughs> here let's like right yeah. zealots and stuff are like the messiah who we're waiting for is going to be on our side right? right roman empire might not even you know acknowledge that but jesus comes in and doesn't say all right i'm going to like let's raise an army right now right. you know or doesn't go to the roman empire and says you know let's let's grow our kingdom here but he literally shatters the the binary mm-hmm. and says the kingdom of God is at hand, mm. right? Th- there's this kingdom and, and I will speak to the different, the different powers at play and I will speak loudly and against them. Right. Right. And call them out, which was really challenging for people. But ultimately it's, it's the kingdom of God that I'm looking for. Right. The third way, the third way. And I don't want us to ever just be so stuck in this false binary um, that that we can't think outside of. Because I find I find myself just now like struggling to think outside of. Yeah, I'm having yeah, trouble right and talking wrong. about it. Yeah, right?
2: of like how do I how do I express this in a way that doesn't fully create a bias in the conversation? Right. Right. And I feel like acknowledging that is probably the first step to realizing that something's wrong. Mm. right cuz we don't know how to speak about our ideas without creating um, the yes this idea that there is an enemy to this idea yeah. that exists out there and i can put a face to who that person is right like that's part of the right. that's part of the plob- problem right right right
1: absolutely so so maybe a, something that i'll be thinking about after this sure. conversation a lot yeah. is areas in my life where you the this idea of a false of this of a binary comes into play like what are areas in my life where we have been tricked into believing that all there is yeah. is this or that this is is this false binary right and that's great i'm gonna try to acknowledge what those things are and and then think about then the kingdom of god hmm. Dude. which represents the third way right the third way i the, like the main way is the, is the kingdom of the, god so we're calling this episode the third wave uh, for no. sure. the third way
2: <laughs> are, are you saying way or wave
0: oh uh, way. way
2: i said wave way. but, I but I, I, yeah i heard third you say wave. wave once and i kind of liked it i was like the, ooh, third, the third wave, wave, good wave. Good okay. you <laughs> know be, of like
0: <laughs> the third wave the third wave yeah. yeah that that's ultra modern bro that's what it is like we're we're consistently trying to find the path of jesus as opposed to the binaries that we're always given right and wrong this is the way when Jesus shatters that consistently throughout yeah. scripture Jesus
2: is consistently the new yes. right. in situations mm-hmm. right so everyone's there's like an there's always an established thing yeah. and then Jesus shows up and is like a
0: new way right mm-hmm. a new path yeah a new way of thinking a new way of acting right a new way of being I love it I feel like that that's going to—I think that's where we want—I I think we should end there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great that's with great. that idea. And for you guys listening uh, on the podcast and on YouTube, uh, what I want you to know is that there is a third wave for your life, that yeah. Jesus is calling you to more. And uh, if you're feeling a stirring, if you're feeling something shifting within you, we encourage you to follow through, to press into that. Uh, because right now, more than ever, Jesus is calling up his people to follow through with that third wave. So. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, catch us again next week. We're going to have a special guest. I already got that planned out. And uh, yeah, we'll see who uh, wins the presidency. Also, cool. we, at this point, yeah. we have no idea. Uh, don't forget to buy toilet paper.
1: <laughs> yeah, but lean into the third wave. That's lean worth into that. the third wave. <laughs> that's it. Hey, love you guys so much. Thanks, Thanks you for hanging out. Peace.